Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Waiting Homers and Podcast, part of the Crimson and Cream Machine and uh, SB Nation Network of Podcasts. Uh, Oklahoma is about to uh, kick off spring football here uh, starting in, in a couple days. So I called up uh, Jason Kersey of The Athletic to help us uh, preview some of the big stories coming uh, out of uh, OU camp heading into uh, spring ball. So let's go ahead and welcome him on. Jason, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Alan. How are you? Great, great. So um, I guess, you know, uh, first big the big question before we get into spring ball is, uh, you know, OU players going through the combine right now. I don't know uh, if you've had a chance to uh, take in much of the action there, but uh, sounds like they're uh, impressing up there. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts ran a really fast 40 time. I guess uh, people are freaking out a little bit over CD Lamb's 40 time, but I think that's kind of dumb. I mean, it still was a pretty good time. Well, you know, back on campus in Norman, uh, everybody's gearing up for spring ball, of course. I guess the big question is going to be uh, what does Spencer Rattler look like uh, in these uh, first 15 practices, right? Yeah, I mean, and uh, I, I have put it on record on The Athletic. Uh, I am refusing to use the phrase quarterback battle this time. I'm not falling for it again. <laughs> uh, I'm not playing this game again. Uh, this is this will be three years in a row of this nonsense, and I'm not doing it again. So uh, Spencer Rattler is going to be the starter. We, uh, barring some injury or some other thing that happens out of you know uh, off the field which i'm not saying that it will but those are the only things i think that could change that right now um since the routers gonna be the starter uh and uh I, you know it's just silly to me to to play these games again and i i i don't even really think it's fair to tanner mordecai to play these games again so um so yeah i i think that's going to be real interesting obviously we're not going to get to see any of that uh, i think we'll probably get to see 15 minutes um, of practice a couple times this spring, the media will. But really, you know, you don't learn anything from that. I mean, we're, we won't really see anything until uh, the spring game itself uh, when the fans do. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's going to be really, really important um, what Spencer Rattler does. If he is able to sort of take control of the team, be a leader, um, and if he's able to develop the, into the passer, I think that everybody thinks he can be. Right. Now, I mean, do you think that uh, Lincoln Riley is going to portray this as a quarterback battle? Is it the kind of deal that's going to go down to uh, fall camp again? Of course. Of course he's <laughs> going to do that. Uh, I, I, I'm 1,000% sure that he's going to do that. And um, I, I, think we're, uh, I think we're in for another, um, you know, long – they both look really good. It's really close. It's the closest one we've ever had. Oh my God, this is such a tough decision. Um, and, you know, you guys on the outside think you know everything, or the outside world, that's what he likes to say. You guys in the outside world uh, think that uh, you guys know everything about what's going on, but you don't really know. And then Spencer Hours is going to be the starter. That, uh, and it'll happen approximately 10 days before the open. It's just a, uh, a tried and true um, uh, script that uh, I, I, I can predict. Of course, now I'm saying all this, he's probably going to do something else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this will be the year that he says right after the spring game, like, oh, we'll name the starter. But <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, the other positions on the offense. Um, CeeDee Lamb, as you mentioned, is, uh, you know, 
uh, 40 times side is making uh, quite a name for himself there at the combine. Uh, obviously, after following his exploits last year on the field, uh, who I mean, is receiver a real position of concern in your mind? Well, uh, you know, I do think that they're a little a little bit thinner than they probably would want to be there. I mean, the, and that's, it seems weird to say when you when you look at who they have back. I mean, Charleston Rambo is a, is a big time. Uh, has a chance to have a big time season, I think. He, he, he showed some really nice things last year. Um, obviously, you got the three five star freshmen. Trajan Bridges' uh, suspension, notwithstanding, I mean, obviously he's going to miss a few games. Uh, I think unless unless some miracle appeal comes through, he's going to miss a few games. Um, but you know, Hazelwood and Weiss, I think both have a chance to be really great players. Um, but I did think it was interesting that they brought in two. They're bringing in two grad transfers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Theo Howard, he's, he's hurt, and he's probably not going to be able to do much this spring. But then they bring in Oviallo from, from Marshall, and uh, that really surprised me when they brought him in, um, just because this isn't a guy who like lit up the world at Marshall. But, uh, but they really need bodies. And um, so I, I think it'll be kind of interesting to see how all that shakes out. But, but I, I would expect Hazelwood and Weiss to – and Rambo to to have you know have the chance for a really good season. Yeah, I think that that will uh, certainly be in the cards there. And then you've also got that uh, you know wide receiver position that has been played by you know Grant Calcaterra, Mark Andrews, Lee Morris in the past. Uh, Austin Stogner gained a chance there, you know, to uh, kind of make a name for himself. Yeah, Austin Stogner uh, is kind of the only guy there right now, and then. Uh, obviously, they're going to bring in uh, Jalen Conyers, who you know I had a chance to go out and and uh, and visit him in the middle of nowhere in the Texas Panhandle. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's a he's a really interesting kid, and I, I wrote about him a couple weeks ago. So I, uh, you know, I definitely encourage your uh, listeners to to go check that story out because I I wrote a pretty big profile of him. But he he's a kid that's really interesting. Just his story, his. Uh, kind of the way he exploded out of nowhere from this tiny little town uh, called Groover, Texas. Um, and, but you know, so I mean, basically, it's going to be him and him and Stogner there at that at that position, unless they move somebody else over there. Um, so I mean, that's going to be a pretty interesting spot. I mean, Lee Morris and Grant Calcaterra, and, and like you said, Mark Andrews before that were so critical to this offensive success, and especially with a quarterback that that maybe has an easier time getting those guys the ball next year. Which I imagine Spencer Rattler will be. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know that that position has a chance to really thrive again. Right. Um, looking at the other side of the ball, uh, defense. Obviously, this has been where OU's had uh, concerns in the past couple of years. Looking a little bit uh, stronger this year, but uh, you know, I guess the kind of all eyes are on the secondary, right? Yeah, I mean, it, definitely. I mean, Last year, he, I mean, it's crazy. They they had three cornerbacks that they uh, that they brought to every game. They they you know at the safety positions, um, you know, the, those two starters played played decently well for most of the year, but um, but they had no depth and and uh, you know Buki, Bradley, Hiles, and Nickel. I mean, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he if he loses his job next year, especially with Trey Norwood coming back. So, I mean, it's really sort of up in the air. And then in the spring, you know, Valerian Turner yell, um, you know, it's probably going to be, uh, you know, out or limited throughout the spring. Um, and, 
so there's going to be opportunities for guys. And I'm really interested in the young guys like Bryce in Washington. I mean, that, that, mm-hmm. that kid, I think, has a chance to be pretty special. He, he has a chance to, to be part of the group that sort of changes things around. He's big. He's exactly what Alex Grinch sort of wants. He, he's very sort of ideal for the, the guys that you see them offering at safety down the road. You know, I don't think there'll be very many uh, small guys like your Delarian, smaller mm-hmm. guys like Delarian Turner, you know, Justin Boyles, uh, Buki. I, I don't think they're going to be recruiting those guys uh, anymore moving forward. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of evolves. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll be very interested to see see how that all sort of shakes out because there's a chance um, that, that you see some new starters in there next year. Even though a lot of the returning guys are back, um, I, I think that I think some other guys are going to have real opportunities back. Right. You know, looking at that, you have to wonder, um, you know, if there'll be some guys kind of moving around also. You know, I mean, you talk, mentioned Trey Ward, Norwood at nickel, but he'll probably get a look at cornerback, I think. You know, uh, maybe, you know, a guy like Woody Washington, where does he fit in? Uh, you know, kind of uh, somewhat concerning, I guess, with those guys' development. Well, Washington and Cradell, I realize they were only freshmen last year, but. Uh, you know that they didn't get on the field is uh, I, I guess you know something that's raised some de- uh, concerns I think in the minds of a lot of fans. Yeah, you know what I'd say about Woody Washington though, and I, you know I don't know where he ended up sitting in. They obviously had him; they recruited him at corner, and now he's playing safety, uh, or he played safety last year. But you know when he went into the Peach Bowl. He, I mean, I don't know what you thought, but I, I, I didn't think he played terrible. I think no, that he huh. was in the right spot a lot. But Joe Burrow was just a, a freakish, had a yeah. freakish arm. I mean, he was just putting things right on the money. So I thought he played a lot better than Justin Boyle. Oh, I, I, I don't think there's any question about that in my mind after watching. Yeah, what happened there. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, the other issue, uh, you know, looking at the, the defensive line, Ronnie Perkins is also caught up in that suspension that you mentioned with uh, Trajan Bridges. Um, but they've also got, you know, to kind of uh, fortify the interior there. Uh, I guess uh, Perry on Winfrey is going to be the guy that uh, people are going to be uh, wanting to know how he's keeping up kind of and, and how his development's going, right? Yeah, I mean he's going to be really, really important. I think. I mean he, he you know, they 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 really, really need for him to not be the next Quincy Russell. I mean they yeah. need to work out um, uh, because you you look at what they. I mean they when you lose all three guys that contributed that position last year, all of a sudden uh, you really need somebody to be able to step in, and it's and showing you know nobody else on the roster. I, I think that. Uh, that can do that. So, I mean, he's a very important south gap at that position. And then, you know, they really need for Calvin Thibodeau to go out and start recruiting some, some nose guards. They need, they need some more people at that position. Right. You know, I guess there's also the kid, uh, what's his name? Kelly, uh, who played at uh, union, right. Uh, yeah. That he's another yeah. one that, uh, he's, he's missed so much time. I think, uh, people are, you know, rightfully concerned about, can he hold up there in the, in the middle of the defense? Yeah, yeah, he was hurt, uh, you know, for uh, you know for a while last year. Um, hasn't played much. I mean, he, he's a guy that, that, yeah, that they're probably going to rely on too. Because as we know, Alex Grinch likes to rotate. He, he really likes to rotate guys in, and uh, and so it's not like they they want Perry and Winfrey playing eighty snaps a game or something. Right, and then uh, you know they're in the middle linebacker core. Um, you know, you've got 
really, I, I think kind of Deshaun White is kind of uh, a guy that is really kind of poised to take the next step. Now he's, he's probably moving over there to fill in the uh, Mike linebacker position vacated by Kenneth Murray. At least that's what I'm assuming. Is that is that how you see it going down? I mean, that makes the most sense that, that he would do that. I mean, especially, you know, when you look at how many guys have hit the portal, I mean, I, I think – um, I, I think that Deshaun White is absolutely going to do that, and I think that makes sense because then you can uh, play Caleb Kelly uh, at will, and, and that gives you pretty good, um, you know, pretty good two starters inside. The question there, and like it is in a lot of places, is depth. I mean, yeah. you, uh, you you lose uh, Ryan Jones and Levi Draper, which I don't think is a surprise, and I think was probably a good thing um, for all parties involved, but. Um, but now that really puts some some pressure on Shane Witter. I think that he's going to be, uh, you know, as a freshman, he's going to be asked to, to probably contribute some. And then I really wonder what they're going to do with John Michael Terry. And this is not anything I've heard. I'm just speculating. But, you know, John Michael Terry was a guy who was an inside guy, was kind of set up to, to take that spot before he got hurt. And Kenneth Murray took it uh, a couple of years ago. And they moved him outside. He played pretty well last year, but then Nick Benito came in, and I thought played better. So maybe there's an opportunity inside for John Michael Terry to contribute there. Yeah, he's an interesting one because then you've also got a Guaybu behind uh, behind Benito, and I thought he played well. Um, you know, in his freshman yeah, season. Yeah, ex- exactly. So you kind of got a wealth of players over there, and it, it would make sense to look at putting one of them back in the middle. Uh, you know, John Michael Terry never really thrived there uh, under Tim Kish's uh, and, and Mike uh, Stoops' leadership, but could be a position where, you know, things have changed in terms of responsibilities and he could slide over there. That's a that's going to be one position, I think, to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, anything, I guess, you know, that you're you're uh, that we haven't covered that you're really going to be paying close attention to uh, dur- during the spring? Oh, man, I mean, uh, I mean, uh... Obviously, I mean, I think the running backs are, are going to be interesting to see, you know, if, what's going to kind of happen with uh, with Trey Sermon this spring. What's going to, you know, how how T.J. Pledger continues to, to evolve. If he, you know, if he ends up finding a way to, to get on the field more, um, you know, where Seth McGowan fits into all of this. And then obviously overarching that uh, is how DeMarco Murray does. I mean, we're, we're DeMarco Murray is uh, was a really interesting hire. I think that has a potential to work out really well, but I also think there's some risk there uh, given his lack of experience and, and you know, his lack of sort of a traditional route through the coaching, uh, you know, through the coaching career that most guys do. Um, I'm not saying that it's not going to work out. I'm just saying that it's, it's going to be interesting. I think, and even beyond that, I mean, the guy is going to have to sign a couple of these top 100 recruits, uh, top 100 running back recruits, uh, obviously beginning with Kamar Wheaton. They're, they're going to have to get a couple of those guys. And there's a lot of pressure. There's no learning curve for Marco Murray. Yeah, no, that's a great point. That's a great point. There's also uh, Marcus Major from uh, OKC Millwood there, who's, you know, a guy that really uh, kind of had tongues wagging last year during uh, practices, but we didn't get to see a lot of that in the game. So that's going to be one to another yeah. one to watch. So, all right. Well, Jason, what are you working on right now uh, over at the Athletic? Oh, you know, just a couple of projects. I mean, it's the off season, so I'm not writing as often. Um, uh, as I was during the season, but you know, I'm I'm doing a couple 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 football projects. I'm uh, you know 
working on a couple non-football things right now. I, I don't uh, want to say what they are just just quite yet, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I, I've uh, because they're a couple months away. But but yeah, I've got, I've got a few things in the hopper. Awesome, awesome. Well, Jason, you really are a great storyteller. You know, you mentioned that uh, piece about Jalen Conyers. That was great. You know, stuff the the one last year about Alex Grinch and his uh, you know relationships with his family, things like that. Uh, you know, I, I always look forward to reading, uh, especially when you come up with one of those uh, big features because you do such a great job with uh, you know kind of covering the uh, stories that people might miss otherwise. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us, man. I really do appreciate it. No problem, Alan. Anytime. And thanks to you all for joining us, too. Uh, make sure to uh, rate, review, subscribe. And for the Blayton Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.